Hi, welcome to Gardening Related. I'm Aunt Rebecca in Oregon. And I'm Elizabeth over in New York. Hey, honey. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're doing good over here. Happy Halloween. We're officially recording on Halloween night. That's right. Oh, you're going to get trick-or-treaters, aren't you? We don't. We're too far in the country. We have a bowl of candy out for them. Yeah. And And Forrest just manning the door. Forrest is manning the door. Yep. Yeah. Great. So it's fun. <laughs> did, did you save some candy for you too? Because it's oh really my supposed to. God, we ate so much. Yeah. We, Good. You know, you buy the candy and you're like, it's for the children. It's for the children. And then, you know, three bags later and you're looking at it Halloween Eve and you're like, well, I have, you know, the bottom of these three bags. <laughs> I better go to the store pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, no, we've uh, we've been gorging ourselves. It's been delicious. Yes. <laughs> I think I think Halloween. They say it's for children, but I think grown-ups eat just as much candy, if not more. Oh my god, massive! It's amounts. our excuse. It's our Depressing excuse to buy it. Yes, it's wonderful. Yeah, I think I heard on the radio that Americans are going to eat like fourteen billion dollars worth of candy this year. Oh my gosh. Something, like an entire country's GDP worth of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. Worth I'll, of I'll candy there. in, you know, the, this month. So. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I heard that one of our sisters, one of my sister-in-laws spent, would spend a hundred dollars on Christmas, on Halloween candy. Yeah. And, uh, it was back in the seventies. And I thought, Oh my gosh. But she had so many trick-or-treaters and she had children and she was so popular with everyone. She had to spend that much money to make sure that they all got candy. Yeah. I was astounded. She was probably one of the good houses that gave out like the full size bars. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing like it. (laughs) Hard on the budget, but, but good on the popularity. Yes. Yes, Yes. definitely. So, Because it's Halloween, we thought we'd talk about poisonous plants. In other words, how to kill people. <clears throat> <laughs> or things, or peop- or, or p- pets. Well, okay, so we're, we're not giving anyone how-tos. Um, no. No, we're <laughs> not giving that anybody would, how-tos. Yeah, I, I don't want anyone's blood on my hands. And, uh, you know, I think this is... Uh, I, I found some interesting things. It was like, wow, you know, I didn't realize that this thing growing in my garden was poisonous. I, you know, I felt maybe the same I should, way. I shouldn't be munching it as I'm <laughs> planting or weeding around I know. it. I, I thought the exact same thing about you when I was reading things. It was like, oh, my God, Elizabeth, you're going to have to look up everything before you go forage. From now on, <laughs> you could be dead and no one would know in your foraging self. Well, foraging is a risky business. So, you know, definitely use multiple, multiple sources. Always verify in like at least three different ways if it's edible or not. Know the plant that you're eating. You know, don't don't go taking just our words for it because, you know. Hell no. (laughs) And, And also wear gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Wear gloves. Yep. It's astounding how many plants that I know of, like the poinsettia. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. If you break it off a a stem or even a leaf, it it creates that milk. It has a milky substance that comes out. Mm -hmm. That's not good to touch. Yeah, yeah. That's not a good thing to touch. So it really made me uh, realize that I've been very cavalier. With my non-wearing gloves thing. I mean, I also am cavalier with glypsophate and stuff. So I shouldn't be that cavalier. Mm. I should absolutely mm-hmm. absolute wear gloves. When you're going to forage, I mean, there's some mushrooms you just touch. I don't know which ones. We're not so, talking mushrooms. So actually, you can touch any mushroom <clears throat> that you want. Oh, mushrooms. Don't. Are you sure? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Every Even- single one. Even the angel of death mushroom, which is the most poisonous mushroom in yeah. uh, North America, yeah. uh, you know, that'll kill you in about 24 hours. You're not going to f- feel it until the next day. And then and your then organs really just slowly <clears throat> shut down. And, you and know, that sounds you, painful. It sounds <clears throat> very unpleasant and you don't want it. But um, <clears throat> but it's totally fine to handle. You know, I wouldn't go Get licking out. it or breathing it. But yeah, touching mushrooms, totally fine. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. I really thought that mushrooms were one of the more dangerous things. So I'm learning something as well. I mean, they so, are. <laughs> They're yeah. so hard to to identify. And, you know, they can grow in all different kinds of ways, which is why we're not, we are not identifying mushrooms here. <laughs> no, this is not a mushroom one. I just yeah. should have never said that. So I lost a cat. I lost Tiger Lily oh, because no. she ate one of my house plants. I don't know which one, but I have a feeling it was a palm or a, or mm. it was either a palm or a pothos. And I know that the golden pothos is very deadly <clears throat> and huh. she would not be deterred. And she wound up plus her heart curled up in my closet underneath all my hanging oh. clothes in her little fa safe place, gone to heaven. <clears throat> oh, poor thing. So there are some of these uh, things that I'm going to specify are bad for your pets that are fine for us, like grapes. <laughs> grapes are fine for us. Yeah, don't, delicious. Don't give, don't give them to your pets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No grapes, no raisins. Bad. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's one That's one bad one for the pets. Okay. <clears throat> what about you? What do you got for... Uh, <clears throat> we're trading back and forth. Okay. <clears throat> I like it. I like it. Okay. So um, <clears throat> I have an interesting one. So <clears throat> this is this is a weed that grows in my garden. Okay. Um, and I've kept it around because... Um, while it is poisonous, especially right now, yeah, it's not always poisonous. Get it's, out! Yeah, it's called pokeweed. Pokeweed. Um, pokeweed. Yeah, <coughs> very <coughs> common. You know, it grows in <coughs> disturbed soil. It's actually pretty. It's really pretty. It has this yeah. bright pink, like this fuchsia um, flower stem. Blossom. Stem. stem and then these big broad leaves and uh around you know August through late late summer through early fall it grows these beautiful berries that if you want to make your own ink you can make your own ink out of do not eat them do, do not, not eat them do not do lick not the pen eat them. do not lick your pen <laughs> but you can you know you can dye things or or use them as ink if you wanted if you had the inkling the inkling. Um, oh, good one. <laughs> um, but in the in the spring, it's actually a really delicious green. And for many years, for hundreds of years, was a staple food as one of the first early spring greens to get you through to the summer harvest. Interesting. And what what yeah. about it was was edible at that point? So you can eat the leaves and the stems. And for for all of these edible recommendations, do not just take my word. Look it yeah. up yourself. Yeah. Um. So what you what you would want to do, or what people would do, is they boil it for like twenty minutes to soften it, and then get out the um the low level toxins that are yeah. present in the plant even in that the early spring. Um. But when European settlers came over, they looked at Native Americans eating this plant and thought, oh, no, this looks like a poisonous lookalike that we have in Europe. So we're going to say that this this plant is poisonous all over. And it's actually become um, a part of uh, indigenous whitewashing and and uh, destruction of, of, you know, a historical heritage food Interesting, um, isn't that fascinating yeah it is right it is so, fascinating yeah um i think if we were to to call up our great grandmothers or our great great grandmothers we would be able to you know a lot of them would would know of this plant and maybe it would eat be it our great 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 grandmothers yeah Dude. well back in maybe. the 1800s and yeah 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 i they bet knew. i bet yeah that's so, interesting. Yeah. Isn't that, that is fun? Really, yeah, that is really interesting. Pokeweed. Pokeweed. <clears throat> Only in the yeah. spring. Only in the spring. Get it soft and tender. Uh, but yeah, it's supposedly delicious. So we will visit that again in the springtime. Okay. <clears throat> okay, and good. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a try. 
you're going to give it a try after you boiled it and looked it up about 14 million times, right? <laughs> yeah. So I've okay. already verified it. My chickens are all around it all the time. And, you know, they they know to stay away from it. Um, Isn't that interesting? It's so crazy. Yeah. Because it's right. it grows right under the willow bush, which is their, yeah. like, main hangout in during the day. And they, they know to stay away from it. Um, they trample it. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I've good eye on it for, you know, months now watching them ignore it, which is another way to tell what's poisonous and what's not is what are the bugs eating and what are the animals eating? What has That's bites right. taken out of it? <clears throat> That's right. <clears throat> and what's the dead thing next to you? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> you know, usually it would be something young that didn't know enough. Okay. <clears throat> so I have a couple of shockers here. I have... Um, onions. Now, no. onions are onions are poisonous to pets. Do not huh. give your dogs onions. Do not give them onions. Don't give your cats onions. Any oh, form man. of the allium plant is poisonous to pets. <clears throat> and get this, I looked up, a, the next one on my list of poisonous plants that I was looking up was asparagus. And I'm like, no, asparagus is wonderful. That's As- crazy. Asparagus berries. Oh. Asparagus berries. So you let the plant go to seed. It produces these bright red berries. Excuse me. On this ferny, ferny plant. And those little red berries, don't eat them. (laughs) Don't you eat them. That's not for just pets. That's for us. Hmm. And if you've ever noticed, they stay on the asparagus fern a long time. No birds coming over there. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was too. And you know that apple seeds, the seed, all of the apple is good except for the seeds. The Mm -hmm. seeds contain cyanide. Yeah. Serious amounts of cyanide. Now, one or two seeds are not going to kill you. But 20 or 30 seeds, definitely you're going to be hurting. Hmm. Wow. So no apple seeds for us. It just goes to show you that there is such a fine line and there's, you know, poison everywhere. (laughs) You know, we think of our food as so safe and cut and dry and this is good. I bought it from the food store or, you know, I know asparagus is edible. Yeah. But... Only, only at certain times, only in certain ways. Don't, don't go saving your, your apple seeds unless you're going to just plant them. <laughs> plant them. Plant yeah. them, don't eat them. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that there's sort of this balance between light and dark. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, that without both feet on the ground, one light, one dark, you're not walking. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so plants that have light and dark may have also... I don't know, a greater survival rate. Who knows? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that pokeweed got uh poisonous because it didn't want to get wiped out. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. <clears throat> well, it gives of itself in the springtime and then yeah. towards the end of its life, it's like, no, stay away from me. It's That's like, right. I need, go I, get your own. <laughs> I need to preserve my own self to come back next spring to feed you. Pokeweed is an excellent example of someone who sets boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Pokeweed is. It's like, no, no, too late in the year. Yeah. I'm good. <clears throat> I'm going to hurt you. <clears throat> it's like my nephews were once on my couch at 20 and 18. And <clears throat> they were wrestling, horse, horsing around. And what, the younger one said to the older one, don't make me hurt you. <laughs> and then they both roared with laughter. <clears throat> Don't make me hurt. Quit, quit. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so what's your next one? All right. So next <clears throat> we have uh, nightshade, which is another surprising one because uh, black nightshade is edible in a lot of ways. Now, is it? It gets it gets that bad rap, and you want to have it in moderation at yeah. the right time of the year, but the berries are edible. And interestingly Interesting. enough, it grows uh, mostly in disturbed <coughs> soils. So you can often find it in um, in cityscapes or parking lots, just growing, you know, wherever you happen to be. And it's... Um, 
Do you know if there are many different kinds of nightshades? So, and some of the berries tons. are bad. And so some of the berries are bad. Yes. Only black nightshade berries are good. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So there's a <clears throat> wide, wide, wide variety of nightshades. Um, black nightshade, uh, midnight nightshade, I believe, something like that. Um, and I have midnight nightshade. Um, Do you? Yeah. Yeah, and <coughs> it's very pretty. It's a beautiful plant, but um, and it's it's actually cultivated in a lot of gardens. But it is poisonous yeah. uh, in large doses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also nightshade. We need to remind everybody that nightshade is also um, to the tomato family yes. and the potato family are members of the nightshade family. Yes, exactly. So, you know, you think nightshade, it gets a, a really bad rap, but tomatoes, eggplants, um, yeah, yeah, yeah they're potatoes. all potatoes. They're all nightshades. Um, some people are, are nightshade sensitive. Um, they can't eat nightshades for, for some reason. And the reason yeah. why they're called nightshades is because they grow at night, unlike other plants that grow during the day. I didn't know that. Now, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. You know, when I became a master gardener, we had to do a sort of a bio, not on ourselves, but on any plant we chose. Hmm. So I chose the tomato. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I found that it was <clears throat> discovered in the New World mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> in Chile. And it had uh, little yellow fruits, little cherry tomatoes, like little yellow ones, <clears throat> not red. Mm -hmm. And they brought it back to Europe. And because it was part of the nightshade family, people were absolutely convinced it was poisonous. And they didn't eat it. They just grew it in their gardens for decoration. <laughs> they did. And then <clears throat> as time passed, somebody probably tried it and <clears throat> then had a really good time with his girlfriend because <laughs> it became an aphrodisiac. No way. Yes, it became known as an aphrodisiac. Those crazy Italians. <clears throat> Those crazy guys. <clears throat> and then um, <clears throat> after it became, in Thomas Jefferson's time, he ate tomatoes, which was scandalous. <gasps> oh. Not because it was an aphrodisiac, but because they thought it was poison. So he went a long way in telling people, nope, it's not poisonous. Good old TJ. Yeah, <laughs> switching really. up the culinary <clears throat> world. Yeah. Telling you him him and his amendments, right? Mm -hmm. So and his constitution his declarations. So and of course he spent a lot of time in France, so he also spread it there too. Hmm. And and he gardened a lot. So he probably started well, gardening he had, about it. He had slaves to to do gardening for him. Yes, right? he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. <clears throat> they gardened a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> and nobody was dropping dead eating them. Mm -hmm. But the tomatoes that, okay, and this is the last of what I, I found out about it. The tomatoes that we know of today, the hybrids, the, the big red ones, the big juicy ones, all of those tomatoes were hybridized and developed at the between 1900 and 1940 and 50s. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. my God. You know, you think heirloom tomatoes and you think, oh, my God, this is, you know, such an ancient tomato. It's so delicious and its flavor is so complex. And I love the colors and the weird shapes. It's less than 200 years old. Probably, although there probably are some. Yeah. There are heirlooms that are back then that probably somebody hybridized without knowing it, or maybe just they cross-pollinated. Mm -hmm. But 90% of what we call, you know, big boys and better boys and, I don't know, all these ones that have these um, <clears throat> these hybridization names mm -hmm. are have been developed in the last 100 years. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. It, it also just goes to show how innovative we are, you know? Right. It's just amazing. Well, when you think about it, Marco Polo probably bought, brought back pasta mm -hmm. in the 1400s. Nobody mm -hmm. put a tomato sauce on it until 18-something. Oh, that breaks my heart. I know, right? <laughs> no Parmesan. No eggplant parm. Uh, <clears throat> uh. Wow. 
So there are, and, and nightshade should also be worn when you're pulling it up, uh, not tomatoes and not potatoes, but when you're pulling up the actual nightshade plants, it secretes a sort of uh, gooey thing. And you should mm. probably be wearing gloves while you do it. It's not great for you. It won't kill yeah. you, but it's not great for you. Yeah, so so it it is a toxic plant, um, mm-hmm. and it has you know a variety of toxicities depending yeah. on the maturity, the environment, and the portion of the plant. Um, let's see, a couple <coughs> symptoms that you can get if you eat way too much of it or any of the wrong type of nightshade um, are. Let's see, hold on. Okay. Oh, this is lovely. You can get some um, mouth and gastrointestinal lesions. Lesions. Yuck. Mm-hmm. And then also um, abdominal dropsy and constipation. So it's just, it's not a good time. You know, you can eat it, but like also. Eh, why? Why? Why would you want to? <laughs> really? So that's nightshade. They're. <clears throat> In, in a very high level overview, um, yep. but there's there's a lot more to it. Yes, and there's a huge so amount much, of nitrate. so much variety with them. And your tomatoes and potatoes should be separated in your garden. Don't grow them together. Oh, because they're they're two close cousins. Will they? They're mix two close weird? cousins. Yeah, huh. they can mix weird, and also they just pout. Huh. Yeah, I want I my just- own portion of the garden, Mom. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> have a little sibling put, rivalry. Once you put potatoes in, you'll always have them because you'll always mix miss one or two potatoes. So the next year, here they come. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> At least in Oregon. Uh, you know, maybe where it freezes hard, hard, it, 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 they don't last. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, <clears throat> so one of my interesting ones is um, we all love cashews or most of us love cashews. But did you know yes. that their shells are highly poisonous? No. Yeah. I love them. That's, that's why you never get uh, a cashew in its shell. Huh. Never. Okay. Weird. They're always de-shell for you. For you. Yeah. Hmm. That's because they're poisonous. Not a good thing. <clears throat> so the next time you go to South America and are visiting a South American cashew farm, you know not to put the, the shell in your mouth to crack it open. Don't do that. Bad. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Wow, that's crazy. <clears throat> I well, I guess it's a good thing that I'll never get the satisfaction of opening a cashew. <laughs> you may. You may. Your life is just starting. Ugh. You may be getting down to South America. You may be hosting places, you well, know, being I, hosted places. I don't think that I want to open a cashew if they're poisonous. Well, you might not want to, but uh, you might know better now. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the whole thing. Don't climb okay. the cashew tree. <clears throat> Um, yeah <clears throat> what's on your list okay so <clears throat> this is a this is an interesting one saint john's wort um, no yes which i was shocked because i always see saint john's wort solves salves and uh tinctures and i think there's even a pills tea. pills there's a pill <clears throat> to make you yes. feel better Yes. Yeah. St. John's wort has all these medicinal benefits, but it also is slightly poisonous when ingested, I guess, in high enough quantities. I couldn't find a lot of information about... Um, what do you like, ingest? Well, the leaves, uh, the, the, seeds, the, leaves the-, the flowers. Um, and what it does is actually, it's not just ingesting it, but it's the juice, the fresh juice of St. Uh. John's wort. Um, creates a photosensitivity on the skin. Ow. And it can give you a really nasty rash. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. So wear gloves <coughs> if you have St. John's wort in your garden. Um, <coughs> because if you're in the garden, you're probably also in the sun. And you can that's get right. a really nasty rash from that. Okay, um, good. But it can also, you know, when when done correctly and yes. you know, turned into a salve or something. Yes. Uh, it helps with anti-depression. Uh, it, yeah. It's an antidepressant. Yes, yes. Uh, helps with uh, kidney and lung issues. Really? And it's also recently been being used in ADHD medication. No kidding. Yeah. So again, we have like this weird fine line of, you know, it's yes. so useful. It's so good. But you just... You don't want to mess with it in the wrong way. 
you know, there's a there's a proper way to handle it. Isn't that like almost everything, though? I mean, do you mm-hmm. remember my mother telling you the story of when she was three or four and she stole a chocolate bar? <laughs> no, I don't think I've heard that one. She and her friend stole a chocolate bar and they ran off. I mean, they were little, little, and they ran off to a little play place or someplace hidden away, and they had to eat the evidence. Yeah. And she and he ate and ate on this big cooking chocolate bar, but it was semi-sweet. It was semi-sweet. But so they finally ate it all there and they were going to go back and she put her hand in her pocket and found another great big piece. Oh, so they had to eat that too. And to the day she died, mom wasn't as fond of chocolate as most of us because she'd overeaten. And that's kind of like these plants. If you overindulge, they'll kill you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But on a, hmm. on a moderate level, if we could all learn moderation, on a moderate level, they help you. Yes. Or they can help you. Yes. When used and, properly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And usually it's moderation. Yeah. Like one of my next ones is um, foxgloves. Oh, I love <clears throat> them. Yes. Foxgloves Digitalis. Digitalis. Mm. And and Digitalis has known to be able to save a thousand people, millions of people's lives mm-hmm. because it uh, it affects your heart and it will make your heart start beating really, really rapidly. Well, if you have a bad heart or a bad ticker and it stops, you pop a pill that they have used in moderation mm-hmm. and you're good to go. But <clears throat> if you chop up the leaves and put it in a carbonara, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. You're dead. Yeah. <clears throat> if you drink a, a foxglove leaf tea, you're dead. Oh, oh, gross. Yeah, no. Is <clears throat> That's the one that makes your eyes, your pupils dilate, right? Yes, I would that think so. The Victorians <clears throat> would put digitalis uh, tincture in their eyes to get these big, beautiful, big, beautiful eyes. And then it would cause blindness. In some, yeah. if you if you wanted too much of it, <laughs> you know they should have just invented mascara by then. I mean, my gosh, right? right? <clears throat> uh, yeah. But foxglove, <clears throat> and it's it's important that I think that when you're tearing it up and when you're pulling it out because it's a biennial, mm-hmm. it, it it creates a mound of rosetted leaves the first year, and then it spikes up the second year mm-hmm. and makes this beautiful spike of flowers and the bees go in and out and they're so cute. Oh, they're so <clears throat> cute. And then it cre- and then you leave it on the stem and the stem creates a thousand seeds, I mean as fine as sand grains, and spreads all over and then you start all over again because the ba- the plant dies <clears throat> in most places. In Oregon, sometimes the plant doesn't die and it'll shoot up again the next year. But usually it's kind of a half-assed shoot up <clears throat> it doesn't really it it isn't as healthy as the first as the second year it's given so, what it <clears throat> the best that it had yeah. it has it has so a lot of times i want to rip those out you need to wear gloves mm-hmm. you need to wear gloves because the juiciness of the leaf mm-hmm. the the <clears throat> the juice that it that the root comes up with you need to wear gloves because yeah. it, it will not make you happy. Yeah. And if you have a heart problem, you know, yeah. pull pull that up. It breaks on your finger. You cut your finger. Yeah. It's in that way or you suck on it. It's not good. Yeah. There are yeah. just too many ways to, you know. Yeah. Don't mess caution. around with don't mess around with digitalis. I, however, um, Haunt and I collect the seeds and we spread them all over. Yes. And then <clears throat> that is gorgeous. Oh, but, but we don't touch them then. Mm-hmm. We don't touch them. We just let them go. Yeah. We You can cut down the stalk after you've scattered the seeds, or you can gather the seeds and cut down the stalk. But be careful. Mm-hmm. Just be very, very careful when you do. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you can be careful with this next one, uh, which okay. is oleander. Um, oh, yeah. And oleander <clears throat> is, you know, another common thing that we have in our gardens. It's beautiful. Yes. Um, especially out west here. Yeah, especially out where you are. But it yeah. is super dangerous uh, yeah. and very, um, very Poisonous. toxic, very, very. poisonous. 
uh, can cause severe gastrointestinal dis- uh, discomfort, diarrhea, yeah. <clears throat> sweating, weakness. I mean, you can have um, organ failure across the board if you wow. take enough of it. Yeah. Wow. But it's it's this beautiful, you know, it has these beautiful flowers. It's I think it's grown on every continent now. It's just, you know, everywhere. Well, it, it's drought tolerant. It loves full sun. Mm-hmm. It grows like a weed. It as they love it along highways mm-hmm. in the medians because it's so pretty. It blooms all summer. There are many different colors. There's a red and a pink and a white. The yellow is particularly uh, uh, toxic, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> but I haven't seen the yellow ones, and uh, probably for that reason because they are so toxic. Um, <clears throat> wildlife seems to uh, not like it very much, but it's highly decorative and very easy to grow in like yeah. California where it doesn't frost. Yeah, very easy to grow, and yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't frost, <clears throat> and and there's no rain. <laughs> And there's no rain in summer. Yeah. It needs ra- winter rains, but not summer. It'll mm-hmm. take the winter rains. Well, every, That's a good one. Every stinking part of this plant is poisonous. And actually, so one of, one of the main ways that people accidentally poison themselves is by yeah. using the sticks to roast hot dogs on in the summertime. Oh, no! So know where your sticks are coming from yeah that can give you a really bad stomach ache you know i don't know if it's enough to kill you but the other thing is there's no known antidote there's no known antidote it's it's you know well you're too bad we gotta we gotta let this one roll and either you're gonna die or you're gonna make it through but like that's kind of up to the amount that you've ingested and how strong you are Man, that'll ruin a hot dog for you. Right then and there. <laughs> that'll ruin the camping experience. Especially if you're out in the wilds of nowhere and you have this. There's no there's no point in coming home. There's nothing they can do for you. No. Nope. Oh, that's awful. Yes. Yeah. Make sure you know where your sticks are coming from. No. No really sticks. good point. Well, yes. speaking of California, there yes. was a uh, there was a technician a lab technician. Um, I guess he was an older gentleman and, and, um, I think I read that he had <clears throat> stage four cancer, uh, and he knew plants. Um, this was oh, about 10 years ago or so. Yeah. He made a tincture out of this, a highly concentrated oleander tincture, um, boiled it on a stove with, with a pot, left a note, clean this pot, dump the contents, highly poisonous. And then he he took his life with it. With a tincture? With with the oleander tincture. Wonder how many drops it took to kill him. I don't know. I mean he and was I a lab technician, people... like he knew <clears throat> Yeah, but there was there was complete he organ must've... failure. It sounds right. uncomfortable. It I wouldn't want to go I, that way. I wonder why he chose that versus he must have known that if you take so much you just pass out and then you don't feel all the uncomfortableness i would hope i would hope i hope it was it was just a smooth yeah but i like socrates with hemlock you know i bet he he had a bad time of it yes yeah Yeah. which is another thing that'll kill you is hemlock so we i i don't have it down on my list we'll talk about it another time okay but it reminds me of socrates with hemlock oh my god what a way to go i know i know yeah fascinating right like yeah yeah the the things that we we gardeners know people need to watch out for us (laughs) yeah no kidding you do not want to tick off your psychic or your gardener You don't want to do that, <clears throat> and especially if they're both. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> raw kidney beans and raw lima beans have no. a toxin. Have a toxin in them that will really do damage to you hmm. and can kill you. Up to ten raw beans can shut your organs down. Just ten. 10 to 20. Oh my and God, he- I have that sitting in my cabinet right now. T- boiling it for 10 minutes at boiling, mm-hmm. 212, <clears throat> will get rid of the toxins. Soaking them for hours and hours is what you need to do first, and then you boil them. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Soaking and yeah. rinsing, soaking and rinsing, you know that? <clears throat> yeah. I didn't know this. When I was reading it, I was like, I must be on a wrong page. 
I must be, you know, on the internet. I must be on a wrong page. It says red kidney beans. I'm making chili this week. We just <laughs> bought three cans of red kidney beans. <clears throat> yeah. But it's when they're hard and raw. Mm-hmm. And they have <clears throat> a substance in them. Bad. Huh. <clears throat> That's crazy. I wow. know. <clears throat> but I mean, when you put it in perspective, if they're hard and raw, eating 10 of them is that's not going to be a pleasant time. Like you, you know, you're eating 10 raw kidney beans. That doesn't just happen accidentally. (laughs) Well, and you, you got to remember, I must, it must've been, I mean, who was the first person that tried that out? Oh, somebody dropped dead, really hungry. Somebody dropped dead and the rest went, okay, well, we're not touching this. Okay. And then, yes, go ahead. Go ahead. So I learned something crazy that was just like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. We have, um, or we used to have the knowledge of these plants that would make us throw up. And they had a vital role for when you ate something that you weren't sure of. Poisonous. You feel your organs shutting down. You're like, "Uh uh-oh, this is not good. Let me go have, you know, this one plant that's going to make me just whoop, regurgitate everything right right back up. So... You know, first person who ate it, yeah, that was that was really bad. Hopefully they had a type of plant. And it's it's crazy, like we don't have to think, oh, do I have this type of plant that makes me puke on hand? You know, we we don't have that that need or desire anymore. But our ancestors probably did. Well, when you think about it, all of our most all no, I'm gonna say this. I'm just gonna say it. All of our medicines mm-hmm. originated from p- plants. Mm-hmm. That's all we had to go on. Yeah. We can now, because of our technology, make things synthetic that weren't before. I mean, look at veggie burgers. That I rest my case. <laughs> but, oh, you're you're non <coughs> nonstop tirade against vegetarianism. <laughs> I like vegetables. I just don't like them exclusively. Anyway, <clears throat> I like vegetables, <clears throat> but. That's one of the reasons why people are so frantic about trying Mm -hmm. to stop the downfall of, say, the Amazon forest, not just because we need it for breathing, duh, but we also have plants and, and, um, Mm -hmm. and some animals there. We don't know if they, you know, we're destroying a plant that could cure cancer. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The biodiversity is so important. It's so vital. Because that's all they had. Mm-hmm. And, and and frankly, that's all we have until we can create it by testing it first yeah. and then sit and then making it in a lab if it'll work. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> the truth is, is that everything comes from a plant. And that's why medicine men and women, spiritual men and women, wives, uh, not wives' tales, uh, um, uh, yeah. midwives, midwives, they pass their knowledge down verbally. Mm-hmm. Most of them couldn't read in the dark ages and before because girls weren't educated enough to, <clears throat> they knew which plants. They would take the little girls and the and the little boys out and say, don't eat this plant and pick a lot of this plant. Yeah. And this is, this is what I need to make this taste good. This is what I need to make you throw up if you swallow something bad. Yes, <clears throat> yes. And this is what we call it, you know, and they mm-hmm. had different names for everything, but it doesn't matter. And that plant knowledge was passed down generation after generation after generation there were walking book they were walking books mm-hmm. and we've lost them yeah we we killed them we banned them we jailed them we exiled them we tortured yeah. them the, we burned them at the stake <clears throat> the knowledge that we've lost i think <clears throat> probably is what 20 times the the amount of knowledge of the library of alexandria you know the just library in the of last alexandria. oh when i think about that, it it just I know, makes me, me too. so sad i know oh. me too i i when i heard that it, there was a library like that uh, the very first time and then i heard that it had been destroyed it was like yeah. who doesn't have backup copies <laughs> Back I mean, up your phones right now. This is your this is your sign to back yeah, up your phone. This is it. This is it. Back up your hard drive. Save that file you're working on right now. And I I just 
I think that there were other places. I think that were coming into uh, mm-hmm. time. You know, that I, I was once told by an expert on Egypt, Egyptian stuff um, <clears throat> at the Edgar Casey Institute that only 25% is unearthed in, in Egypt. Ooh. And I think that uh, a lot of the scrolls and a lot of the knowledge was uh, <clears throat> duplicated mm-hmm. and buried. Yeah. And... And fa- and it's going to be found in all different kinds of places. Yeah. All different kinds of places. <clears throat> you know, like the Dead Sea Scrolls were only found in the 1940s. Yeah. I mean, come on. That yeah. was 1,900. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, almost 2,000 <clears throat> years later. That's insane. Yes. <clears throat> That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Somebody was disappointed. Okay. So what's next on your list? Have you got another one? I do. Yeah. So speaking of of things that are in your kitchen right now. Yes. Nutmeg. No. Yeah. Yeah. I have raw. I have the nutmegs, the actual mm-hmm. nuts. Mm-hmm. What about what about them's poisonous? So if you eat enough nutmeg, <clears throat> if you consume enough nutmeg, it will make you so stoned. And no. apparently it's a really bad trip. I do not recommend it from, oh. from what my reading is. It's like, it okay. is the worst, most paranoid, awful trip. You think that you're going to die. You're just like on the downhill roller coaster for oh, hours, man. apparently. <clears throat> yeah. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> so don't overdo the nutmeg in your cookies. Yeah. As we come to Thanksgiving, you know, just a just a, a pinch of nutmeg. Just, just, just a, a pinch, pinch in the in the pumpkin pie. You don't want old Uncle Gary, you know, thinking that stoned. he's <laughs> stoned on a bad trip. Stoned no. off of your over pumpkin the, pie. No, not over the eggnog at Christmas either. No, no, no. no. <laughs> That's interesting. That's yeah. really interesting. And you have the whole the whole nutmeg. What is it? Yeah. The seed? Is it? No, it's, it's, a, it's a nut. It's a nut. It's a nut. Yeah. It's a nut. And the outside of it is mace. And the crazy. inside of it is nutmeg. nutmeg. That's crazy. <clears throat> it wow. is crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> but it also makes a big difference. When you, when you grate it yourself, <laughs> it's much more potent. Mm. You know, so when they call for um, uh, a, a pinch of nutmeg, mm-hmm. you know, and you give them a pinch of the real stuff, you can actually taste it. Which is nice, but it's mm-hmm. a pinch over a whole cake or a whole pie or something. Yeah, so that's not too bad. Yeah, <clears throat> but that's really interesting, right? And I think it's <clears throat> you know it's high levels. So if you're putting in a tablespoon of nutmeg, yeah. that's that's when you're you're gonna want to be careful. <laughs> yeah, <It laughs> or hold on double, to your butt for a really it, rough ride. <laughs> it and it better be a double triple recipe for a t- tablespoon. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That's a lot of nutmeg. <clears throat> That is a lot of nutmeg. So the last one on my list for today, and we can always go back and do more because there's thousands of plants that are poisonous. And my recommendation to everybody who wants to gather something to eat, you look it up before you consume it. Mm-hmm. Look it up before you touch it. <clears throat> um, there are, you know, there are pl- gardening plants that are beautiful plants that if you break it off, it creates a milky substance like euphorbia. Mm-hmm. Not so good. <clears throat> so please, please listen to us and look it up. So the last one on my list is my most precious, my most favorite flower of all, the delphinium. No. <clears throat> oh, really? Larkspur. <clears throat> Larkspur is the name for a delphinium that is an annual. <laughs> it has a kind of a feathery flower and the same kind of uh, st- uh, a shooting up stalk with pretty pretty blossoms on it but it's um <clears throat> wimpy compared to the delphinium elatums which the english have which are uh, much more um hardy mm-hmm. and so therefore they're considered an, a perennial but they are poison from roots to tip everything about a delphinium is poison the seeds the the blossoms the leaves the roots the stem Everything is poison. <clears throat> so I asked on my um, <clears throat> uh, Royal Delphinium website, and yes, you can become a Delphinium member on the Royal Delphinium. On, it's not Royal anymore. <laughs> it's just Delphin, the Delphinium Society site. Look up Delphinium Society and you can join. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> they said that it was because, I said, well, why do slugs and snails not die? Yeah. 
I mean, they, they'll they eat you down to the nubs. Huh. So why don't they die? Why aren't they dying like Yeah, crazy? why isn't this poison good for, for my garden? You know, you know what those guys the, said? The bugs away. They, they said they weren't mammals. <gasps> it was oh. mammals they're poisoned for, not bugs. I think I think God is having a very sincere laugh at my expense. <laughs> I think I think it is. Yes, I think God is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. So when you So when and you so go is to, that all delphiniums or yes. just this Mexican variety? No, no, it's not Mexican. Oh. Delphinium elatums, the perennials as well as the annuals are all poisonous. Okay. They're beautiful to look at. You cannot eat them. Do not make a delphinium salad. It's not nope. going to be fun. Or a tea or anything. <laughs> or a tea. Nope, nope. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, bad. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> and that's all I have on my list for today. What have you got on your list? All right. I have one more. Uh, good. And it's it's a, uh, it's a spicy one. So oh, I've talked about this before. I'm growing it in my garden right now on purpose. It's called Harry Vetch. And Harry Vetch. Harry Vetch. And the reason I'm growing it is to um, put the nitrogen back in. I'm about to yes. I'm about to cull it, although it hasn't bloomed yet. We've had several frosts. I think it's probably too late in the season for it to bloom. That's fine. Um, yeah. But if I were to make a salad out of it, um, <laughs> some of the symptoms that I would experience would, would be, be, and I'm going to read this from the, from okay. the website verbatim, uh, bellowing. Sexual excitement, a wild appearance, crawling on the ground, and death. Okay, then. The full mix. <laughs> the full mix, yeah. You shout, you you go to bed with somebody because you're happy about that, and then you die. Yep, yep. So it has wow. cyanide in it and uh, can really damage your liver and kill you. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. I guess it's pretty fun before, <laughs> up until you die, you're having a good time. I, I, don't, I don't know if bellowing is part of feeling good. I, I'm thinking bellowing may be in agony. Yeah. But, you know, Possibly. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. I've never, I've never eaten hairy vetch to find out. And, and that would be a really good idea not to. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to. No. <laughs> But what's interesting to me is, can you then plant stuff in it that you can eat? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to cut it all down. And I think it is so interesting that I'm planting it for... Um, nitrogen. For nitrogen and, and to reinvigorate the soil. Right. But it's incredibly, it's incredibly poisonous. Um, well, so Elizabeth, I, I look it up and, and see if you can plant things in it. And also... When they say to cull it, do they mean to just cut it off? Because then you're only cutting off and you've left the, the, the root. And the root might be just as poisonous. And so if you plant a tomato in that next year, you may have problems. Hmm. Well, I Find think out. I need to I think I need to do more research on it. But I think that sounds the, good. The logic <clears throat> behind planting it in the wintertime is I'm now going to cover the bed, like cull it. I think I'm just going to cut from the stem up off, leave the green in the in the soil and then put um, dried leaves and compost over the top of it, smother it over the winter time um, and then more dirt and manure on top and just let that, you know, reinvigorate the soil below. When you say smother it, do you want to cover it with plastic? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I was thinking maybe you want to have that rain come in and mix it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would suggest newspaper. Newspaper. Yeah. Or cardboard. Yep. Yeah. Cover the garden up, put it to bed. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll kill whatever wants to grow up mm -hmm. because it won't get any light and it will fix the soil as well. But it will also, you, you don't want dry soil in the, in the spring. No, you know, you that's wanna, true. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's good. <clears throat> that's really good. Yeah. Harry Fetch. Harry <clears throat> Vetch. That's what we're you gotta ending love on. Harry. You gotta love Harry. <clears throat> <clears throat> the okay, name so. is just everything, right? I know it is. From <clears throat> it is. It truly is. Okay, so what are you having? What did you have for dinner? 
uh, we're having tortilla soup for dinner. Oh, nice! Yeah, you make that a you make I that do. a lot. It's one of it's one of our staples. Yeah, it's so easy. It's nothing but vegetables, <clears throat> and it's delicious. What do you make as your base? What do you start with? Tomatoes? Uh, I I start with an onion, about half a bottle of cumin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, some spicy, some spiciness, and um, then I add carrot, celery, a can of can of beans. I did use kidney beans actually, but they're cooked by then. <laughs> they're cooked. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> corn, uh, can of tomatoes. You know, and then so I I would put cilantro on for me. Forest thinks forest hates cilantro soap. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top, you know, the toppings, that's the fun part. That's where you dress it with tortilla mm-hmm. chips and avocado, a lime, olives, sour cream, melt some cheese on top. Mm. You might as well just make a salad. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a warm, warm. salad. It's, it's a, a warm, warm salad. salad. Yeah. That's nice. <clears throat> it's very good. That's really nice. Hot. What are we having? I forgot what we're having. We're probably having leftovers. But I made smothered pork chops this week. But, <clears throat> you know, my my taste buds are off. I sometimes can't can't taste things so i have no idea if it was good or not i think it was a little bland do you have long covid or do you have like the effects of covid i don't i have long mono oh and mono takes your taste buds no way yeah so sometimes when i'm really rested i'll suddenly start Mm, at the table and haunts like what's going on and i'm like i can taste this but if i if i go on walks or if i do some shopping or if i do something then sometimes i can't taste things mm. lots of times but that's okay <clears throat> yeah. anyway <clears throat> so we had pork chops and i had one left over last night i might have the other one tonight we'll mm, see. yum <clears throat> and if anybody loves italy and because like i do uh watching stanley tucci on um, CNN, on uh, searching for Italy. Oh my God, <laughs> I can't do that without a plate of pasta in front of me. I just can't. Oh, oh, right. Any travel show in Italy, it's like I need oh. to have my pasta. I need it. And he's all about food there. He just goes around and <sighs> finds out where the most perfect foodie places are. It's unbelievable, Elizabeth. I love you- Stanley Tucci. I do too. Oh. <laughs> you know he married Emily Blunt's sister. Really? Yeah. Felicity. Anyway. Anyway. I think so. I think so. Hmm. Anyway, if you watch, you'll love it. You'll love it. But be prepared to have some serious pasta in front of you Mm. when you watch it. Just be prepared. Good tip. (laughs) All right. All right. Well. I love you. I love you. Have a good night. Yes, you too. Check us out on TikTok at Gardening Related. Our website at gardeningrelated.com and our Instagram at gardening.related. Ask us questions, buy supplies, leave your feedback, and give us some love. Oh, I like that. <laughs>